Welcome to Stewardship Through Respect with your host, Holly Wells. The model of being overworked, stressed out, and oblivious to the world around us is no longer viable. We need to become engaged and take an active stand for those issues that are important to us. Get ready to engage and interact with our discussion. Now, here is Holly Wells. Welcome to the show. This week's topic is solar energy, and we are so excited. Today we have not only Dan Hahn, um, who's going to talk to us from Solar Power Rocks, but later in the program we also have Phil, who is going to talk to us about his 100% solar hosting services, um, of which I am a happy, satisfied client. So he's a great success story. We're going to chat with him later. But first we're going to talk with Dan, and he is, as I said, the founder of Solar Power Rocks. He started this in 2007. And he's really possessed um, to communicate state by state about the return on investment for solar energy. He um, is trying to do this in plain English, and he is spearheading consumer-centric approach to solar policy writing in all 50 states. So for those of my listeners out there who have heard me complaining about my plights to get solar power on my townhome, you'll know I'm particularly interested to get this topic started. So without further ado, let's welcome Dan. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. Thanks for letting uh, me on the show, and it's my pleasure to to be here and and talk people through um, what might or be a little bit confusing. So, thanks. Yes, thank you. Fantastic. I always think it helps to give perspective and just a little bit um, where you came back. So, um, your story of how you got into solar power in the first, what kind of draw you into this, I always think that's fascinating. Could you share that with us? Uh, I, I guess I can ask you if you'd like the brief, middle, or long-term story first, um, because I can... Oh, let's do brief. <laughs> I like brief. Okay. All right, let's go for brief. Um, so quickly, I was on kind of on the, on the rocks with a girlfriend here in Oregon. I took a road trip into the southeastern part of the country to get away, actually, uh, to a friend's wedding, and I wound up on the top of a, a rooftop parking garage overlooking North Carolina rooftops, and... I was just asking myself, you know, it's just a blistering day. Why, why isn't there solar everywhere here? There's so much open space on all these roofs. And I, I had read some articles um, of those in Germany that there's just been so much more solar installed per capita in that country than ours. And so I just started digging into to why that was. Um, got a bit of a research um, bent in my past anyway, and I, I really dove into it and convinced a friend of mine to get out of his um, business that he was running and, and start doing something else and, and just shift gears entirely. Um, and so that we, we just kind of went from there and did it together. Fantastic. Well, I know um, it, uh, if you go to ilovenature.com um, on our collaboration page, we do have Solar Power Rocks featured, and we go directly to your link, which is offering your state-by-state guide. I think that is just a, quite a valuable asset. Um, I know mm-hmm. a lot of work went into compiling that. Uh, can you take us through kind of some of what, what that offers so that people can go click on that and you can kind of just walk us through that really high level? Right. So we've designed this to be very, very useful. So at a high level, it's split up into three main sections. And so the first section is just your strategy in your state. So if you're in Illinois or Minnesota or North Carolina, it's it's customized to what the policy looks like on the state level. So that solar strategy section has five little subsections, That the first of which helps you compare different ways to go solar, different options. Um, and then the other ones go through 
what those options are in more specifics, whether these are called power purchase agreements or loans or buying panels out, outright, um, and then just an overview of how long it takes for solar to pay itself back in your state. The second section is, is the policy guide and information. Um, and that includes very important um, policy criteria that we grade um, those include a renewable portfolio standard, which I'm going to get into a little bit later, um, a carve-out in the renewable portfolio standard, um, what the electricity price landscape looks like in the state, what net metering looks like. Net metering is basically an agreement that allows you to feed energy that you produce from your solar panels back to the utility company and get credited fairly for those for the, for the power that you're sending back. And just standards for interconnecting your panels on your roof into the grid. Um, so it's, a lot of those standards um, are vary quite a bit based on the utility landscape and where you live. Um, the third major section is is what the incentives look like uh, in the state for the, what those financial incentives look like. So we break them out into rebates and tax credits, um, performance payments, just how well your system performs to get credited on a uh, basis that way property tax exemptions and sales tax exemptions. So we I mean, know it's a lot of stuff, but it's we've built it to be very comprehensive and easy to digest too. Fantastic. I know I'm going to look at it a lot more in depth. I have looked at it a little bit, but there, like you say, is much to look at there. So before we get into any bigger discussion on actual solar energy, let's just take a step and go to the real basics of how solar energy actually works. That might help us to start there. Right. Now, I have to preface this again. I'm not an engineer scientist. I have more of a kind of a people social background. Um, and I used to sell solar and people would ask me, well, how does this work in the, in the you know, what actually happens here? And I'm going to explain it how I, I understand it. And if you just think about the calculator that you had as a kid, had, had these little solar cells on top, you could point it toward the sun and boom, you get the numbers pop up. You know, in a sense, it's a bit of magic. Um, in another sense, it's just simple science and physics. And you got panels up that capture sun, sunlight, sun photons that, and those photons, um, act, activate particles within silicon to get them up to a higher energy level. And that excitement just gets sent along a wire down to a little box called an inverter that can translate that direct current into alternating current that your home can use and then gets fed into your, your power supply in your home and gets fed, set out um, back into the grid if you have a bidirectional meter. Um, so that, that's basically how my understanding of it is. I don't know if Phil wants to jump in with a, with a more complicated explanation. Uh, you're welcome to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, as far as how that goes, we're just, you know, we kind of use it a little bit differently. I, I, I can't tell you exactly all of the, the fine details to it other than it works fantastic. Sun's out. It does exactly what it needs to do. That's a great the endorsement. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, that's really all you want. I'm not, I'm not from the engineer side either, so that, <laughs> you know, I couldn't really tell you the technical parts of it. Yeah, and again, but yet you built the system yourself, which we're going to talk about later, so that'll be fantastic. Um, and back to this location, I know when I actually looked at this, and it says like the top states for solar power rankings, I found this fascinating because the leaders were not always some of the states that I thought. That was kind of interesting. Let's talk about your top highest solar installation areas. 
Oh, right. So where solar makes the most sense and we've got the most solar installed per capita are in areas like Massachusetts, which they, they we give them an A-plus mainly because they've done such a nice job um, setting the standard for you know net metering and their interconnection laws. Also on the policy side, they've got a really nice renewable portfolio standard, which I know I, I, I talked about a few times, but this is a very important piece of policy that basically makes it so that you, your utility companies in the state are committed to meeting a certain percentage of their electricity mix to come from a renewable source by a certain point in the future. And if they don't meet those targets, they get slapped with fines from the state that are called alternative compliance payments that your utility company needs to pay back to the state. Therefore, they're very motivated not to have to pay those fines back to the state, and instead they'll offer rebates and credits to uh, home and business owners to install solar panels. So it's in these states with the strongest renewable portfolio standards that we're seeing the most installed uh, solar usage. Um, and so Massachusetts does quite well um, with that. There are other states that you might not envision would be doing as well either. And these are just forward-looking states that have enacted these policies a long time ago, actually. It's five, ten years ago um, for you know, progressively uh, getting better at uh, renewable portfolio targets. Other states include New Jersey and New York, Maryland, these are all states in the northeastern corridor, Connecticut, that you wouldn't think would have the solar resources to do as well. But there's there's surprisingly enough, and the policy just makes it such, such that things make a lot of sense. Um, so other states rounding out the top ten are Oregon, Minnesota, New Mexico, Vermont, and Colorado. Um, so, yeah, interesting landscape, a mix of policy and, and sun. Yes, so I, that that makes sense. High correlation of installations in those areas with these performance policy targets. Uh, that's a good tip to anybody out there who's an activist looking for something to focus on. Um, and so let's talk about, we had a discussion of some tips for consumers that are trying to, they feel like myself, lost in the process. And you kind of had some suggestions on people um, when they're getting started. You said you could like try Google Maps, that they at least give you a solar hours in your area. You'd mentioned Yelp has something. I mean, you said um, then there's solar reviews, which really you were saying is really more of the unbiased record that tells you geography and um, so still by pricing, right? Yeah. Geography, right. So they've got a nice, they've got a nice resource that um, they're, they're have a history of, of being um, unbiased and, and helping get the accurate information out there. The guy who runs that is actually an Australian guy. Actually, recently, was pretty aggressive about wanting to to purchase what our website. Um, and so I've been talking to him for a bit, but he's, he, he used to be a solar installer in, in Australia, and he's remarked that the costs in Australia for installing solar at times are half um, of what they have been in the United States recently. And I just think a lot of that is, is based um, on rebates and incentives that might not be uh, just accounted for properly. So there's still a lot of room for margins to be cut, especially with module prices coming down. Um, but Solar Reviews is a nice source, mainly because they, they offer you, you can see what other homeowners around you are, are getting in, in terms of their installation and how much they're paying for it. Um, 
that's not the only source I would recommend because you also just need to, to check to see how long some of these installers have been in business. It's great if you're paying only, maybe, let's say, like $4,000 per kilowatt. Um, an average size system might be about 5 kilowatts, so we're looking at about $20,000. That's okay, but let's say you know your installer's only been in business for two years and maybe they're cutting corners. You might be willing to pay an extra few thousand dollars just to make sure that everything's being buttoned up and, and uh, connected to the grid properly. So... Uh, Solar Review is good. Good source. Yelp, another one. Um, Google Maps has you know their own reviews, and they do a pretty nice job of filtering out reviews that are, are clearly uh, not authentic. Um, so some good sources there just to get started. And uh, yeah. Fantastic. Um, and that was one thing you also had said is clearly uh, as most people would know, but it's always a good reminder to strongly request references and then actually call and check up on those. Um, so that's always a good thing to do when any big purchase is at the top of your decision-making oh, pyramid. <laughs> absolutely. And so that should be a major red flag if your installer is hesitant or doesn't have a list of good people that they've just installed systems on recently to talk to you because that, that's where um, their pride should come from is in their past work. And most of the people that uh, I've followed up with, we do some audits because we have a lot of people that we forward to installers around the country on our resource. And uh, uh, there should be no hesitation to get in touch with people and see how things are going. And we also have some case studies, too, that we've put up and just so that you can make this process a little bit more personal and encourage people to just to reach out, pick up, the, pick up the phone, and so you know what you're getting instead of saying it's some resource or guide saying that you might get something. Just actually talking to a homeowner um, that has had a system up recently um, is a nice thing to do. And most people are really happy to talk about it because I, I have not heard of anyone that has gone solar that who just doesn't love to gloat about how much less they're paying and how, how many, you know, how how much electricity they're making for themselves. It's a pretty Fantastic. empowering thing. Yeah. Yes, I love it. Well, that's what we're, that's again, we're going to come back after the break and we're going to talk more with Dan from Solar Power Rocks. So we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This program is sponsored by ilovenature.com. Do you love sustainability? Do you love getting to the point? Sustainability is thoughtful, planned utilization of the Earth's resources for the betterment of humanity. Sustainability awareness is crucial to the Earth and to humanity's continued long-term existence. We all need to participate. This is a global issue that impacts each of us locally. Visit ilovenature.com. Respect yourself, the Earth, and humanity. That's E-Y-E, lovenature.com. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
love nature supports sustainability, and that begins with self-love and self-care. Take a moment and ask yourself, do you often feel your batteries need to be recharged? Do you regularly wish for more time in the day to tackle everything on your to-do list? Are you continually delaying personal vacation planning? It's time to reclaim your life's purpose. Break out of your rut. Visit ilovenature.com. Get out and enjoy nature and some physical exercise. That's eyelovenature.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to Stewardship Through Respect with Holly Wells. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to respect at ilovenature.com. That's respect at eyelovenature.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the program. Tonight's guest right now, we're talking with Dan Hahn. He's uh, Solar Power Rocks, and we're just going to dive into, he has an annual report that offers state-by-state information, and so let's talk about this. You have like eight to ten factors that you grade on this. It's just quite an update. Well, you do it annually. That's why it's an annual report, so um, let's just start diving into some of these factors. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, first, first major factor I, I can get to here is again is this, this net metering policy, um, and so that is a big one. Um, I had covered that before, but again, it just basically mandates that utility companies derive a certain percentage of their electricity mix from from renewable sources by a certain date in the future. So good states have either like 100% renewable targets, maybe 20 or 30 years out, um, and just as good or we give bees to those that are around 20% uh, renewable by the year 2022, which is, you know, only five years from now. Um, those getting a C or lower are around 10, 10% or by five or 10 years out in the future. Um, the next piece, which is really highly related to this renewable portfolio standard, is a specific carve-out in the standard for solar. So there's a lot of different renewable energy sources, but when we're, we're grading um, just how strong solar is in terms of uh, solar policy across the states, it was important for us to highlight states that have specific carve-outs for energy sources. So you know, some states might have a strong re- renewable portfolio standard, but there might be relationships with large utility-scale wind or hydro or, or any of those power sources to fulfill those requirements. So we're highlighting those states that um, have a diversified mix and state specifically how much of that renewable target needs to come from a solar source. Um, so that's another piece. The next factor we grade are just what the electricity prices look like, and we see uh, still throughout large parts of the country, we've got a lot of coal and fossil usage um, to to power up um, large swaths of the country, and so we see that there's still subsidies given out um, to a lot of these fossil fuel companies to do what they do. Um, and so we, we rank states based on what their prices are, because if you have high prices, that we think that reflects reality. And the higher your utility prices are, or your electricity price, the better solar is going to look. Um, so that's another important factor there. 
Net metering is the fourth important factor, and that, again, is is just how easy and how sensible the laws are that make it so that any power that you feed back into the grid that you're not using in your home, let's say you're at work or you're, you're somewhere at the park, you're not using a lot of the power during the day when you're generating a lot of, a lot of electricity with your panels, um, you're feeding that energy back into the electric grid and you're making it a stronger grid and, uh, and more dis- distributed um, grid. So you should get credited at least for the retail rate that you're paying to, to get the power in the first place. Um, so we grade states based on their policies there in terms of net metering. Um, should note Arizona just recently slashed their net metering policy, and so it's just there, there's a fight in almost every state in terms of what util- these big utility companies are doing and how easy it is for homeowners to to benefit from this uh, progressive energy situation, what's happening here. The fifth important piece are just interconnection rules that, that uh, make it so that it's easy to connect your panels to the grid. Um, mm-hmm. Some states still have uh, requirements that are completely unnecessary, like having the two disconnect switches that make it so that uh, only one is really necessary. Um, so there, there's no need to reinvent the wheel here, and so in some states make it uh, purposely complicated to make it really difficult for solar installers to actually start up and get into business there. Um, and a lot of it is based on um, these very complicated interconnection standards and policies that uh, in many cases have been written um, right on the spot um, by utility companies and signed into law by maybe unwitting legislators. Um, and so we also grade states just based on outcomes from these policies themselves too, and we grade based on the rebates that are offered by the states. Um, so some states offer um, just upfront rebates, like if you were to buy a dishwasher or a refrigerator, you get a rebate back that you could you know fill out and get money back for your purchase. The states do the same thing. Um, some of them offer much higher incentives than others. Uh, some of the highest are in Connecticut, New Hampshire, and Oregon. Um, and we also take a look at tax credits. That's, that's another form of incentive as well. Um, so if you could just basically, like any other tax credit, if you have a tax appetite and, and you're making some money over the course of the year, you can take off a certain percentage of um, your state taxes to the cost of the installation. Um, so that's another way to encourage local solar op- solar adoption. Um, another one is a performance payment. And this is a relatively new-ish um, incentive that make it so that every kilowatt that you're feeding back into the grid, you're getting credits that might be above and beyond the retail rate of electricity. This is similar to what's called a feed-in tariff, which is why in Germany, a German solar market really took off 10, 15 years ago is because the progressive legislature in Germany at the time really wanted to spur solar um, and solar manufacturing and make it a German thing. Um, so what they did is they, they basically had a quadruple feed-in tariff that made it so that, let's say, in American dollars, you're paying 10 cents a kilowatt hour to get electricity. They made it so that if you had solar on your roof, you could be paid 40 cents per kilowatt hour 
um, by the utility or the state government. Um, so that created a whole bunch of demand, at least in Germany, and there's some states that are doing this on a local level. Um, some of those participating states um, have these uh, packages called state renewable energy credits that can be bundled together and sold on a market, just kind of like the stock exchange. Um, and so those uh, uh, pricing for those state renewable energy credits are set at the, at the local state legislature, and they, they can be traded interstate as well. So it's kind of an interesting um, uh, incentive mix there as well. The last piece, I know this is getting a little bit long-winded, but is uh, property tax exemptions and sales tax exemptions. They're very easy things that legislatures can do at the state level to encourage solar growth. And so it's it's a pretty easy thing to make it so that your upgrade when you are installing solar on your on your home is exempt from taxes. Um, so when the tax assessor comes rolling around and sees that there's an installation on your roof, it's going to increase your property value. Um, and so there's have about half the states make it so that when that assessor comes around, um, that will that will not be included in the tax assessment. So that's just a nice bonus there as well. Um, the last exemption is just the basic sales tax exemption. So if you're purchasing if you're purchasing this equipment, which is you know, thousands of dollars with an installation. Um, you can just write write off at the state uh, legislature level that that this equipment is uh, uh, omitted from taxation, and making it a lot easier for um, homeowners to purchase. So those are the those are the main criteria, and we grade every state on all those data points. So it's a lot of data points, but I think I feel you know pretty proud in our ability just to communicate all this and and show you how your state does in relation to every other state. Um, so those are all just at um, Solar Power Rocks, and you can click your state on the map and, and see how you do. Yeah, so that was very important, that last part. So that's um, one thing. Definitely looking at the whole annual report. You can click on that, as I mentioned, on the ilovenature.com. We have a link to the actual whole annual report. But if you just want to look at the actual rankings, there is like a very quick one-page visual that I'm just looking at on the Solar Power Rocks uh, website. There's just a click that says uh, Solar Power Rankings, and it just really goes through those factors that um, Dan just nicely overwent through the 11 of those for us. And it really just shows there in all the different grades, A through F, you can see how your state compares (laughs) on all these different items. So thank you. That is fantastic. Um, Yeah, so... Anything else? I know clearly we can see where you're going with that, that local policy leaders really encourage growth in solar by uh, all these various factors, um, in addition to um, the electricity companies, which clearly, you know, people can say my electricity from the utility company is cheaper, and that may seem so to end consumers, and that's really because there's a lot of things at work. We already talked about the net metering, but are there any other policies that we want to talk about that kind of it all integrates together, but that I we haven't talked about yet that factor into this equation. Um, I, in terms of other policies, like I, I think I, I ran down the most important ones. Um, the ones that matter most are, the, are this renewable portfolio standard that's implemented at the state level. And I think it's important to note that a lot of people think about things in, in energy and solar and even small-scale wind, and just on this national level, like, oh, what is the United States doing? There's a lot of uncertainty around what the Trump administration might be doing. And this, this is one of these moments just to feel heartened that there is such a, uh, a diversified mix of states that are all doing their own thing. 
And in a way, it's kind of complicated, but in another way, it's it's a good piece because you have evidence in some of these states that you wouldn't think would be doing so well, like New York and Massachusetts and Connecticut and Oregon, with their policy. And you can see direct outcome from where the policy is and what that means in terms of industry growth. Uh, Solar World is a German company that decided to relocate to uh, just outside of Portland, Oregon, uh, here mainly because they saw it as a as a progressive place with strong policy um, that you know as, as a leader in in terms of getting progressive uh, industry uh, really jump started. So you can see this connection between what these policies are and where the industries are going, and uh, it's just heartening to see that there's. There's a bit of a kind of a firewall against, um, you know, renewable energy just kind of crumbling under a new administration because at the state level, things are working well. We'd like to see things work well more in some of these other states, but we can only invite them to take a look at the policies that have worked, that have driven economic growth in some of these more progressive areas and uh, see if, you know, there are those that are wise enough that can get a you know, consensus together on the policy side in some of these states that are lagging behind to, to actually do something. Yes. I am 100% backing this effort, um, something I'm very much in support of. We're going to take right now another break, and when we come back, Dan is going to stay with us, but we are also going to welcome our second guest, who's going to be a really great example of a success story. So when we come back, we will welcome our second guest of the show, which will be Phil from PaesoNet. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. I Love Nature supports sustainability, and that begins with self-love and self-care. Take a moment and ask yourself, do you often feel your batteries need to be recharged? Do you regularly wish for more time in the day to tackle everything on your to-do list? Are you continually delaying personal vacation planning? It's time to reclaim your life's purpose. Break out of your rut. Visit ilovenature.com. Get out and enjoy nature and some physical exercise. That's eyelovenature.com. Addiction affects so many of us on a daily basis, but it's not just the individual who is affected, but their family, friends, work, and school life, their homes, relationships, and so much more. Listen to people who have been there and lived through it. Listen for Shattering the Stigma with Mama Dukes and Frankie, a mother and son team who have faced addiction together and continue to fight today. Shattering the Stigma can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. This program is sponsored by ilovenature.com. Do you love sustainability? Do you love getting to the point? Sustainability is thoughtful, planned utilization of the Earth's resources for the betterment of humanity. Sustainability awareness is crucial to the Earth and to humanity's continued long-term existence. We all need to participate. This is a global issue that impacts each of us locally. Visit ilovenature.com. Respect yourself, the Earth, and humanity. That's E-Y-E, lovenature.com. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Stewardship Through Respect with Holly Wells. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to respect at ilovenature.com. That's respect at eyelovenature.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back. We are now joined by Phil Nail. He is entrepreneur and founder of ASONET. Um, and I am a client of ASONET. They actually are my web host provider for ilovenature.com. I'm a satisfied customer. Um, they are a 100% solar power data center. They're located in Riverside County, California. And Phil identifies as being an entrepreneur and environmentally conscious throughout his adult life. He decided to create the world's first data center that is environmentally friendly with no experience in the industry. He was determined to do something other that providers hadn't done. So he went ahead and he built this data center and he went off the grid. So I love that ASONET is here to do great, great eco-friendly efficiency with technology activities to maximizing energy and resources. So you know that is in complete support of I Love Nature's principles. And so without further ado, welcome to the program, Phil. Thanks for having me. So we had mentioned earlier with Dan that um, people that are successful um, solar users would love to gloat and talk about it. So in essence, this is your time to gloat. So I would love for you to just tell us some of your um, lessons learned, but then also those moments that are just um, satisfaction and reward that just reinforces your journey. So um, we'd love to hear about just what you created and how it's working for you. Okay, well, great. Well, actually, back in 2001, we, we started the venture. We, we've been in business since 97. We actually uh, ended up, our, our clientele, we're in a web hosting company in the business. So what happens is we have a whole bunch of computers that run, and we needed to power them. So the best way that we felt to do that, based on our location in Southern California, was to go solar. At that point, we went solar. We, we figured out, okay, well, let's get the solar power. And then we started to take a look and say, okay, great. Now our energy is getting, we're starting to use a lot more energy. We're getting close to where our, our panels are, are rated. And at that point, we had to take a look at some other aspects. So not only is solar the best, best way to go for, for anything, but you also have to look at other things to help reduce your energy costs. And one of those things that we've done is put water tanks. We, we, collect, uh, we collect rainwater and nightly precipitation. In Southern California, we don't get a lot, but we get enough that one substantial rain, we can collect almost 10,000 gallons. That water is used to cool our data center, and that's something that, again, will help to reduce the amount of solar power needed in our center. And that's nice. just a couple of the things that we've done here. Fantastic. Um, and again, going through this, you said you just really didn't go out with a lot of early planning, which is fascinating to me. I am one of those people that plans so far out in advance. So it's, it's fantastic and f- fabulous that you were able to just, just have a plan of action and just go forward and just be successful right out of the gate. So um, anything to kind of help people that you just did instinctively that other people might not think of right away when they're kind of laying out what their solo model would be? 
I like, think they have to take a look at their, their energy consumption. They have to watch things pretty close. Air conditioning is probably a big part that will will uh, actually use a lot of AC, a lot of power. The more power you need, the more solar you need, and, and it's just an ongoing ongoing battle. So one of the things I can say that we've done is we've used a company called Coolerado. They're based out of Colorado, and they make an, a special AC unit that uses between three to 400 watts of power on average, which is nothing. And by going that route, that has cut our solar consumption down by probably 40%. So that is a, a real good option. It's a special AC unit. It does use water, but you can recycle that water by putting a small tank up and catch that and, and help to keep your house cool. Fantastic. And I saw from looking at your website, um, you have your next phase that you're already considering, which is to kind of take on the, uh, the data center roof. You're kind of going to take that into your system planning? Absolutely. Uh, we've, we've looked at, at a lot of different aspects with our, with our data center and our web hosting company. Um, solar is one. We, we're looking at uh, green roof, which is another thing, but that's not really related for, for somebody in a residential area. I don't think that's right. something that, that's feasible. <laughs> Uh, no, but your success story, it does show that you're just like thinking outside of the box in any way that you can see to gain greater efficiencies and use more of the renewable energy is something I just wanted to highlight. I thought it was a good ad, even though you're correct. It's not something that somebody residential would probably uh, take on. <laughs> no, I think you just have to, I think you just really have to take a real hard look at, at your power usage. Even your lights go, go to LEDs. L- LEDs don't use hardly any, any energy at all. And and really, if you look on Amazon or eBay, you can get you can get those pretty reasonable. Uh, that's a big that's a big power con- consumer. So you have your AC, you have uh, you have your um, your lighting. Those are probably the two biggest biggest areas that's going to use the power more than more than anything else. Sure, fantastic. Okay. And so, um, going back to lessons learned, is there something that there was a day or something that just went really well that you knew that was the breakthrough moment when either the system was up and running or when you became zero um, completely off the grid? What was your good success story moment that you could share with us? I, I could tell you that we looked at it at, uh, back when we initially did this, there wasn't a lot of solar going on. Uh, the rebates were okay. They weren't anything special. And we were looking at a lot of different providers. And a lot of different providers didn't have really a good track record, which made it very, very difficult to choose the correct one. Uh, in, fa- in fact, the one that we, that we ended up using went out of business two years later, um, which, you know, which was okay. Mm-hmm. But I think you really have to watch what the installers, you, you have to get some references. That's one of the big things. You have to get some good references and get some good quality panels. Mm-hmm. And references are always good. Do you actually have any specific questions that people can ask? Because, again, if you're not as versed in the topic and you're asking references, I don't want to say that they, people could be shady and give you fake references, but what could people ask that they can kind of know that that's a good question and what should would be a good answer to that question? 
Do you have an example? I think that what they need to do when they do references is actually ask for somebody that's local in their area, two or three different different. Uh, if they're going to do residential, ask for two or three different residences that they've actually done business with, and then ask for the address and if you can actually go by and take a look. And if you I can love do that. that, now you know for sure that you're going to talk to an actual owner that is happy with the with the product. And you can also do a lot of lot of searching online as well to find out if if they're reputable or not. Fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, Go ahead. Just like one of the most successful events, and I, I used to sell solar in the Bay, and the company is smart, and they just mainly help the homeowner throw a party a year after the, their installation just so that everyone could kind of come by and then they could take a look at their annual returns and see how all of that goes. And we, we got most of our referrals from those parties. Uh, just you know, People can just sort of see how, how well everything's going. And, um, That's fantastic. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love that idea. Nice. Everybody should yeah. adopt that idea. That's so smart yeah, in, and in savvy. In fact, one of our, one of our longtime customers, are, they, they manufacture pet products, uh, crazypet.com. And they were so, they've been with us almost since day one, since we started. And once we went solar, and I always talk to the owner about this all the time, he got so excited and motivated, he ended up putting a large, uh, he's got a 100,000 square foot warehouse in in city of Azusa, and he's 100% solar powered now for his manufacturing of pet foods. And he was so excited about that because he said we motivated him to go that route. Yay, uh, thank you. Think, Paying yeah. it forward, that is how it should be. That is what I'm hoping that this whole call will do. So with um, all of this good information, hopefully our listeners that are on the edge or even curious will go to solarpowerrocks.com. They will be able to get all of these things ahead of time looked into, feel that they know what they're going into with eyes wide open. But we are going to go to a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with both of our guests. We'll both stay on the line. We'll be right back with both Dan and Phil after this break. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This program is sponsored by ILoveNature.com. Do you love sustainability? Do you love getting to the point? Sustainability is thoughtful, planned utilization of the Earth's resources for the betterment of humanity. Sustainability awareness is crucial to the Earth and to humanity's continued long-term existence. We all need to participate. This is a global issue that impacts each of us locally. Visit ilovenature.com. Respect yourself, the Earth, and humanity. That's E-Y-E, lovenature.com. Addiction. People struggle with it every day. Their families share in the struggle. It seems that there are no answers and nowhere to turn. Now, host Tim Ryan shares his remarkable story of addiction, the trouble he has faced, including drug-related crimes, serving time, and the loss of his own son to heroin addiction. Tim shares the knowledge he has learned in his recovery and provides much-needed information. Listen to A Man in Recovery Radio, from dope to hope. Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, and 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. I Love Nature supports sustainability, and that begins with self-love and self-care. 
take a moment and ask yourself, do you often feel your batteries need to be recharged? Do you regularly wish for more time in the day to tackle everything on your to-do list? Are you continually delaying personal vacation planning? It's time to reclaim your life's purpose. Break out of your rut. Visit ilovenature.com. Get out and enjoy nature and some physical exercise. That's eyelovenature.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned in to Stewardship Through Respect with Holly Wells. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to respect at ilovenature.com. That's respect at eyelovenature.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back. Um, welcome back, and we're actually going to start out with Dan. And Dan, I'd like to just get your take here for this last segment on just last words and advice for people that are, again, really trying to go down this assessment if solar power is right for them. So we know that they can go right. to your site, get a tool, um, go into it with eyes wide open. But again, you're starting to say that really collaboration and working with others is helpful. Clearly, you need to have the information at your fingertips. But um just any way that you can kind of just lay out a very high level, just uh, steps that people could go through to um, start undertaking this endeavor in a thoughtful, logical fashion. I think that would be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I think I'd invite people to to think beyond the should I go solar or not as a question, and instead of that, you're just asking, you know, what are some ways that you know, I I can make our home more efficient? And that's more of an open-ended type of question. There's a lot of other things that you could possibly do, even if you're not a candidate for solar anyway. And, you know, the list just goes on from uh, just upgrading your windows to providing insulation in areas of your home that are leaking, um, all these other things just to kind of button up where you live and make yourself feel like you're in a, a a place where you're not burning cash and you're living more responsibly. There's a lot of education, too, that can be had, especially if you have kids and knowing and just letting them know what you're what you're up to and what you're doing. A nice thing about solar panels are, in, in a way, that they're, in essence, kind of broadcasting to everybody else around that this is where you're deriving some of your electricity. It's from the sun, and, and what a cool thing that is. And it naturally just kind of um, spins conversation from there, especially when the weather's a little bit warmer. Uh, people love to talk about it, and it's a nice way for people to get together and and just chat. And I think a lot of people have this perception that, oh, you know, oh, I'd love to go solar, but the last time I looked into it, it was way too expensive, or I'm just looking into the next big thing with solar because I keep on hearing that there are these integrated roof tiles that might be coming out, or they're, they're, I'm really waiting for this efficiency, you know, explosion to happen. And what just what we've seen over the course of time is that, is that it's not worth waiting because the financials and we've we calculated for people everywhere, but we started this year calculating net present value, which basically compares your investment in solar right now to other investments that you could make. You know, specifically we we use the S and P 500, and about half the country just installing panels as they are right now 
are worth more to you in your pocket than a long-term investment in S&P 500. So that's an impressive thing to think about, and you think about it as an investment that way. But um, also encourage people to think, too, even if you don't have a whole bunch of money sitting around for this, there are multiple ways to do this, from home equity loan to engaging in a third-party power purchase agreement, other people that actually own the panels that are on your roof, but you're just paying a reduced electricity rate for much longer time periods. Um, and so that all that information is out there, and you just kind of have to figure out what makes the most sense for you. And the reason why we exist at Solar Power Rocks is just to make it as easy as possible for people to just consider what they could be doing um, and what makes the most sense for you based on your situation. So we have a few decision guides too um, that are on every every state page. So um, and also just you know welcome and appreciate the journey. It's a cool thing that people meet panels out of sand that you can put on your house that makes your lights go on. That's pretty cool. Um, so <laughs> it also just maybe take heart in human innovation and, and uh, you know, be able to talk to your neighbors about how, how neat that is, even, even if you don't have solar. I agree. I'm, I'm completely a fan and I'm supportive of it for all the reasons you just mentioned. Even if it wasn't economically feasible, I still am willing to be one of those first people to initiate it and get it going so I can be a success story like Phil. So thank you for that. That was very, very helpful. Um, and again, everybody can go to Solar Power Rocks and get um, quick looks at these guides. You can get a link to the guide or you can actually just look at some great information right there on this website. So thanks again, Dan, so much for joining us this week. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It's really my pleasure to to be be here with all of you. Perfect. And again, um, I love nature. We started this whole uh, radio series just to be a contribute to stewardness and being you know respectful of the planet. And one of our tenants is to just respect and connect with nature. So just celebrating. I loved that that one of your. Um, providers that was a year later they would just have a party and celebrate and just show off the savings that they're getting so that's fantastic i hope people are hearing that and just taking it to heart it's like self-marketing and it's true it's not even fake so that is fantastic thanks for sharing that um and Mm -hmm. phil thank you for joining this was our first time we spoke live so i've been using him as as i say i'm a customer of phil and asonet so i'm very satisfied with the service and it was so fun to talk to you and just learn how you built this yourself so since you are such an entrepreneur, you built this from scratch, you're just so innovative, but do you have any um, insights or anything you'd just like to share with our uh, listeners? Uh, I, I think you just really have to just, you know, if you are a candidate for solar, you just need to jump in and do it because, you know, you can procrastinate all you want, and next thing you know, you'll you know be 30 years down the road, you still won't have it. So, you know, my my feeling is you just need to, if, if you are a good candidate, you just need to jump in and do it. Get somebody who's going to help you. Make sure you do get some good recommendations so you do end up with a good qualified installer. And do everything you can to protect the planet. I mean, anywhere from, from recycling to, you know, watch the amount of water that you use. All of those things. Every little bit's going to help. And that's going to show the kids of the future it's going to help the kids of the future and our planet be a better place to live. Fantastic. So that's a great success story. Again, we have lots of good information here. I'm hoping that everyone here will look into supporting solar power. And it's a good thing to take advantage of nature, leverage it to the best of our uh, ability, and just uh, 
like he said, just share in the wonderment that it's nature that makes up these solar panels. Wow, talk about the true circle of life. I love just thinking about the theory. Um, so that will do this conclude. So this is uh, the second to the last episode of the I Love Nature Stewardship with Respect programming. So our pilot series will be ending at the end of the year and we will be just like nature. I like to mimic nature, follow nature. So we will be doing the same. We're going to be going into a hiatus uh, and then coming back in the spring. So we will be having, after next week, we will have a fresh live show next week, which will be fantastic. We are um, speaking with thwink.org. Yes, I'm not lisping. It's called uh, thwink.org. That'll be an exciting uh, episode to end our premiere series here and it has been so much fun and we will be excited to come back in the spring with fresh new programming just as nature comes alive we will come back with some fresh new shows um, so that is a fantastic opportunity for us so thank you guys for being on the show with us this week talking about well, we really solar appreciate power. it want to want to thank you Yes, yeah, thank absolutely. you. <laughs> and, and, and I want to just say one final thing. If somebody oh, does have a website, they should go to AISO.net because then they, that's one other thing that they can do to help the planet. Yes, please do. Absolutely. I didn't even think that is such a logical source and conclusion. That, that was my full endorsement. <laughs> I have had no issues. Phil is a great provider. That is without goes without saying. Um, so yes, definitely. And we actually have a link if you're already there at our website or you know at ilovenature.com. We have a hosting page referring you to ASONET because it's kind of uh, interesting to spell, but is actually right there. ASONET. It's on the Voice America dot episode listing panel. We have uh, bios for both of our audience members. So. I mean, sorry, our guest members, not our audience members. That would be fantastic <laughs> to have all of our bios. <laughs> oh, That's boy, funny. it's the end of the season. Yes, you can tell. Fantastic. Well, again, I thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, have a great holiday. I know we had just mentioned on our break that you were just welcoming your grandchildren's elf with the shelf. Um, so yeah. everyone enjoy all of your holidays and just interacting with everyone. Remember, it is time to connect and just think well of everyone and what's going on. We're all just taking a moment when you have that moment of frustration with someone and just realize we're all rushing around and just to relax right relax into the moment and just enjoy the year is ending it's been going so fast and so wow that's like what seven days left of the year i mean it's just fantastic it's going so quick so with that we will sign off it's been a great show thank you and um have a great rest of the year and happy holidays to everyone out there Thank you for listening to Stewardship Through Respect. Please join your host, Holly Wells, again for another edition next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll have more to talk about next week. Have a good weekend.